This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Tuesday, October 31st. Coming up, the Mexican Day of the Dead is almost here. As Latino residents across the Kansas City metro prepare for community celebrations, many are reflecting on the emotions and memories the season brings. I get goosebumps thinking about them all the time. They're never going to die with us. We're always going to celebrate them, no matter what. We'll hear more about how one family is celebrating. Plus, the 124-year-old American Royal Livestock Show draws thousands of competitors from across the country each year. That includes kids as young as seven who come to show their sheep, pigs, goats, and cattle. I feel pretty nervous and I have butterflies in my tummy, but as soon as I step in the wing, I feel like I'm home. We'll talk to the kids and teenagers who take part in one of the largest livestock shows in the nation. But first, some headlines. A Kansas judge has temporarily blocked several abortion restrictions that doctors say are unconstitutional. Rose Conlin of the Kansas News Service reports. People seeking abortions in Kansas will no longer have to print and sign a consent form 24 hours before their appointment and will no longer have to wait 30 minutes after meeting with a doctor before receiving an abortion. The judge also blocked state-mandated counseling that contained the disproven claim that abortion increases the risk of developing breast cancer. Those restrictions constitute a, quote, thinly veiled effort to stigmatize the procedure and instill fear in patients that are contemplating abortion, the judge wrote. The temporary block will be in place until a June hearing on the constitutionality of those restrictions. This week's cold snap might get even colder today. Here's KCUR's Sam Zeff. National Weather Service forecaster Brent Peasel says temperatures might be in the upper teens early in the day, which could set a record low for that date. But he says relief is on the way. As seems to be normal here in Kansas City, we are kind of in that transitional season as we head towards late fall and early winter. Which means, Peasel says, by week's end, temperatures could climb back into the lower 60s. Auto workers in Kansas City, Kansas, may soon be back to work following a tentative deal between the United Auto Workers and General Motors. KCUR's Frank Morris reports. Workers at GM's Fairfax plant in KCK didn't strike. But a parts shortage created when workers struck a plant in Missouri that builds parts used at the Fairfax plant forced GM to lay off about 2,000 workers here. Those workers have been getting by on $500 a week strike pay ever since. GM was the last of the big three U.S. automakers to reach a tentative deal with UAW leadership. Those agreements could mean big raises starting at around 30 percent over four years. Contracts need to be ratified by union workers before they take effect. We'll be back after this. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. This week, thousands of Latino residents in the Kansas City metro will observe Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead. KCUR's Zach Perez reports the holiday allows Latinos a chance to honor lost loved ones and show the world who they were. (laughs) 
On the chilly evening of the first Friday in October, hundreds of Kansas City residents gathered outside the Matty Rhodes Cultural Center in Kansas City's historic West Side neighborhood for the group's 25th Dia de los Muertos Family Festival. Families fought the night's dropping temperature with snug embraces and warmed cups of corn, cream, and chili powder, known as elote and vaso. They wandered through the event's small village of vendor tents, many getting their faces painted with colorful calaca skull designs. Others stood quietly beside intricately decorated shrines, known as ofrendas, which sat in the trunks of cars lined up along 17th Street. Maceo Palacio spoke with hints of pride and adult sorrow as he described how building his ofrenda inside the trunk of his ruby-red 1973 El Camino to honor his lost loved ones makes him feel. I get goosebumps thinking about them all the time. They're never going to die with us, yeah. and that's what it is. Even though they're not physically here, and we can't hug them, and we can't kiss them, and we can't celebrate with them, we're always going to celebrate them, no matter what. At the top of the shrine, the photos of three young men sat side by side. Two of them were Michael and Mark Palacio, Maceo's brothers, who were killed by gun violence in 1998 and 2008, respectively. The other was his nephew, Dominic, who had died of bone cancer at the age of 15 in 2011. Beside these photos sat arrangements of mock orange marigolds and calacascolos, as is traditional for ofrendas. While many Latin American countries have similar celebrations for the deceased during this time of year, the tradition for building ofrendas comes largely from Mexican culture. Maceo's family originally had no intention to build such a shrine for the festival's contest, but his sister-in-law, Yvette Palacio, says he decided to uphold the family tradition of waiting until the last minute to get involved. I mean, my brother-in-law literally put in a group text the night before, I think. I want to put my car in the ofrenda contest, but I don't have anything. So there I am at 10 o'clock at night, digging our bucket out of Dia de los Muertos uh, stuff that I have collected throughout the years. Maceo ended up taking home the People's Choice Award for the best ofrenda at the event. Dominic's father, Manuel Palacio, says the building of ofrendas is what makes this holiday unique. It allows families to present their loved ones through the things they loved, such as their favorite food or the sports they played, making them more than names in a cemetery. You get to see a side of a person that, yeah, you might see them. When you see that, you get to see, you know, what, what they do, what they like. We get to see who that person was. Manuel and his wife, Yvette, say they began building ofrendas and attending events like the festival after their son passed. The anniversary of his death falls less than two weeks before the holiday. They say the new traditions have helped them grieve in the years since he's passed. At a dinner with Manuel's sister, Monica Palacio, at La Fonda El Taquito, the pair recalled the first year they put up an ofrenda for Dominic at the Maddie Rhodes Festival. That was tough. It brought a lot of emotions out. Some were good, some were bad, you know? Like, it just brings its... And it was, and it was uh, two days. We were running late, and here we are. They, they put it together, and they were like, we need your help. I was like, for real? That was the year when many in the family say they all started consistently attending the festival. For the Palacio family, the event now serves as a chance to help the community know their deceased relatives and to share their tight family bond. But it also serves as an opportunity to reconnect with one another when their busy lives keep them apart. Monica says that's what this holiday is really about. It's a chance to show love for the people you've lost and reinforce your love for the people you still have. This is when we need to re remember each other and be around each other and celebrate the fact that we're even alive. Like, if I wanted to hug you, I could. And that's what I wish I could do to them, but I can't. But if I can see somebody that I love right now and I can go up and hug them, that's what I want to do. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Zach Perez.
Over the last few weeks, more than 4,000 head of cattle, sheep, pigs, and goats were shown at the American Royal Livestock Show in Kansas City. The event goes all the way back to 1899. This year, exhibitors as young as seven traveled from all over the country to compete. Harvest Public Media's Eva Tesfai brings us this audio postcard from one of the largest livestock competitions in the U.S. My name is Bree Ingla. I am nine and a half years old. I am from Carbondale, Kansas. My cow's name is Kinsley. Sometimes after we wash her and comb her, and all that, I'll give her kisses all over. I am going to enter Kinsley and showmanship. I feel pretty nervous and I have butterflies in my tummy, but as soon as I step in the wing, I feel like I'm home. Because when I'm in the wing with my cow, they just calm down and it's my happy place. There's a lot of lambs. The lambs are in some cages, some are asleep. There's a lot of blow dryers, a lot of stuff going on. My name is Andre Carter. I'm from Perkins, Oklahoma. I'm 10 years old and this is my lamb, Vita. He's a sheep. I like him a lot and he's a pretty good lamb. I got into this because my dad showed lambs, my grandpa showed lambs, and then my sister showed lambs and then I start showing lambs. Sometimes before I go to my class, I watch other people who are more experienced with sometimes better lambs and how they place and how they set up and how quick they do it. My name is Riley Stuker from Lee County, Iowa, the very southeast tip, and I'm 18. So when we come to these shows, uh, we class our pigs when we show them by weight. And so behind me is a scale and I'm weighing my pig. It's more than just learning how to care for livestock, it's learning how to communicate with people and how to deal with one of the biggest things I've learned is dealing with your losses because the main thing we're doing here is trying to win a show, but you win way less shows than you'll ever lose, I guess. I sacrificed basically everything I had and I gave up all my sports and everything for this, so it's something that I really enjoy and hope to make something out of. My name's Catalina Cutshaw. I'm from Lewisburg, Kansas, and I'm 15. <laughs> this is little Dale. <laughs> About to go in the holding pen so I can show. I'm kind of nervous. My grandma just got here, so I'm excited because she drove all the way up here to watch me. She just gave me a coin <laughs> for luck. <laughs> Good girl. An angel. It's a little angel. I'm Allison Flockmorton. I'm eight and I'm from San Antonio. This is Tornado. He's named Tornado because um, Kansas City sometimes has tornadoes. I think it's fun having like sheep because once you get to train him, he's not so crazy. I feed him, water him, make sure he's good, um, exercise him, and that's almost all I do with him. I got six, six, um, everything was pretty good. He didn't jump, he didn't, he walked all the time, so I think that's good.
This audio postcard on the American Royal Livestock Show in Kansas City was produced by Harvest Public Media's Eva Tesfai. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including KCUR. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadine. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Anna Schmidt, and KCUR's studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Zach's story about Dia de los Muertos and Eva's story about American Royal, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll talk to one expert about what exactly defines the Midwest. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive.